All right, welcome in. Audio only December edition horse racing happy hour. Hanging out with you. Song starting over on me for no reason. Zach Painter. Louis Rabot hanging out with you for the next, I don't know, six, seven minutes, something like that. Um, I had to remind you that that we had a song. There you go. Um, apparently, we're streaming to Twitch. You may want to kill that, Zach. Um, I am Louis Rabot, Zach Painter, hanging out with you. Uh, it is Prairie Bayou weekend at Turfway Park, the weekend all of us look forward to. Get out of the way, Breeders' Cup. Get out of the way, Kentucky Derby. It is Prairie Bayou Saturday at Turfway Park. Zach, how you doing, man? Doing good. You know, we're we're headed out on an RV trip for the holidays. Oh yeah. Um, the this next year is looking great for horse racing. <laughs> you know, yeah. talk to me about it. You know, uh, you know. So we we had uh, one of our singles of the weekend came through. We had a nice weekend at Los yep. Al last week, and phase that comes through wins the starlet. I mentioned last week to Jose Contreras when he was on something that I look at when I, when I watch the, the Baffert horses, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, I think he tips his hand with how he trains them. Faisal was the only horse that had, had a seven furlong time to work out prior to the weekend. That to me, just, you know, flashing lights, Flavia Pratt hanging around to ride at freaking Los Al. And so um, that all, all of those things added up to her being the favorite for that last race of the day. And she, she comes through in the grade one. Um, I, and, and of course, because of that, um, being trained by Bob Baffert is not eligible for those Kentucky Oaks points. And I got a, a, a nice <laughs> note the day after and, and um, still editing me, John Sherber from the LA times pointing out that uh, in the current system, uh, my complaint about them moving horses up into slots is not true. They just vacate the spots now. And actually I agree with that. So I'm glad they're doing that. Um, now, yeah, I, that's I, that's what we talked about being the right decision in general. Correct. Yeah, and so obviously they're already doing that, which is great. Um, so, <laughs> uh, no winners points out of the uh, Starlet, the Grade One Starlet, uh, out at Los Al last Jeez. weekend. Um, wow. That's just sort of the re the reality of these things. Of course, Pride of the Nile comes uh, in that race as well. Um, mm -hmm. Pride of the Nile, was she out there? No, no, no. Yes, she ran second in the Starlet. Um, obviously, a daughter of Pioneer of the Nile. Um, yep. And so she gets four points out of that race. Woo, four <coughs> points. And um, it's just the dumbest. I can't believe they're doing this. Um, and uh, and so, of course, on the Oak side, you've got Wonder Wheel on top. She's had the uh, the performances. Can't hold anything against her. Yeah. Um, she wins She wins the, uh, the, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies at Keeneland. She wins the Alcibiades Stakes at Keeneland as well beforehand. Um, in October, wins the debutante at Churchill Downs, wins her maiden race first time out in June. Horse has done absolutely nothing wrong, four runs and four wins for her. She sits atop the, the leaderboard on the Oak side. Everyone who listens to this show knows that I'm a Hoosier Philly absolute <laughs> maniac. I think she's the best uh, two-year-old in training right now, male or female, going two turns. Wins Goldenrod last time out, great two at Churchill Downs. Love that she has that experience at Churchill. Won the Rags Riches, also at a mile on the 16th at Churchill. Um, uh, that was a Halloween weekend uh, the previous month. And then, of course, won the Bourbon Trail Stakes uh, at five and a half furlongs earlier in her career in September. So I, I just – I haven't seen a horse quite as good as Hoosier Philly again. I don't think Tom Amos is one that leans into hyperbole too terribly often. So I trust him when he says, this is the best horse I've ever trained. Um, yeah. He even made a comment after that goldenrod that – Maybe he'd be in the winner's circle across the track, which is where only the Derby winner goes. Um, and so uh, 
I've been very clear. Mike and I are going to start our derby rankings in January. I think there's a very, very good chance Hoosier Philly will be on the top of my derby rankings. Um, despite the fact that, again, Wonder Wheel trade by Mark Cassie, it's a three chimneys product, almost a million and a half bucks in earnings in her life, has done absolutely nothing wrong. Um, we get another derby prep this weekend um, out at Los Al. It is the Los Al Futurity. Um, five horses, unfortunately, uh, shorter field there. Um, Los Al Futurity is a pretty good predictor for good horses. Um, Bob Baffert uses it as a spring uh, a springboard um, for many of his three-year-old campaigns and it is uh you know i mean if you think about who's won it it slowed down andy last year but messier was also in that race you know you you get that you get that kind of pedigree of horses um that that you want frankly in those kinds of um, things it includes steven's odyssey snow chief best pal ap indy shared belief i mean this is a a who's who of top top horses come out of this race at the in the low south maturity um, the sort of ridiculous thing about it is, of course, uh, because of the new point system, they will give out five uh, slots of points, and there are only five runners in the field. <laughs> so if you just show up, you get points on the Kentucky Derby Trail as long as you're not trained by Bob Baffert. And so um, <laughs> we'll get that field on Saturday um, in the in the low South Futurity. If you're wondering who those horses were, and we talked a little bit last week with, um, and that that is early in the card, by the way. It's a 450 eastern time race they moved it up to race four because of the short field <coughs> excuse me uh carmel Rhodes in that race trained by bob baffert fort bragg is in that race trained by bob baffert uh fort bragg coming out of a maiden win carmel road uh ran last time out in that breeder futurity at keeneland we were wondering if we were going to see some of those horses come from keeneland to run in the futurity we're only going to get uh him and then uh and that's and then uh arabian lion who is one of bob baffert's what do we have here kind of horses? Son of Justify, $600,000 purchase for the, Dizon, uh, the Zidane team, excuse me. John Velasquez aboard for that one. Um, comes out of an optional claimer, $100,000 non-two-lifers. Not a bait available, of course. For claim that day at Keeneland, ran a, bit, ran a big race, ran second. Uh, was one of Bob's uh, more disappointing horses on that Friday of Breeders' Cup. Uh, went off as a massive favorite, less than, less than even money. Uh, will be 4-5 to five in this one. Is probably your likely winner. Of course, it's stretching out to go two turns for the first time. Carmel Road, if you wanted someone else to look at, did go the two turns, but was not very good in the Breeders' Fraternity, uh, unfortunately. So I don't think you could glean a lot from that performance. Uh, Fort Bragg, his other horse here, they did stretch him out with Edwin Maldonado. Flavian Pratt's going to ride this weekend um, for his maiden win at Santa Anita. So they, you know, tried the tried the mile, uh, tried the five and a half furlongs before that. Did win that second race out, going a mile. Uh, but was disqualified into second place with Juan Hernandez aboard. Um, I don't think that Flavian Pratt's on this horse by accident. Um, and so if you wanted a longer horse, try to get a little bit of a price. Um, maybe look at Fort Bragg, who does have that experience going two turns and gets Flavian Pratt aboard in that one. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see. Tim Yachtin trains the four, uh, practical move here, who did run in the Bob Hope um, and uh, did not run uh, a terrible race at all. You do get Ramon Vasquez here. Uh, so we're doing a jockey change for Drain Van Dyke, uh, but the horse does not have that two-turn experience quite yet, and so did break uh, his maiden in that race, actually, against Fort Bragg, uh, moved up a spot because of the DQ over at Santa Anita, and so it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to the mile on the 16th at uh, Los Al, but uh, I don't, this is one, Zach, unfortunately, because of who's training, uh, that I just, I don't know that we're going to learn a lot. Um, you know, if Arabian Lion yeah. wins, here we go. 
we go, well, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's Bob Baffert. And, you know, I, I can't talk about the training patterns and then not bring them up. All three of these horses are training like he thinks they're serious horses. Five for a long, six for a long sort of workouts. Um, some from, uh, you know, it, it, all in all in the pattern that he likes uh, where, you know, they're all training pretty much exactly the same way at six for a longs, five for a longs, et cetera. All of them in 111 or 59 or a minute or, or you know, a minute 12, minute 14, that kind of thing. Um, and so all of the horses – Expensives, Arabian Lion, $600,000 purchase, Fort Bragg, $700,000 purchase, Calmer Road, $650,000 purchase. I mean, apparently to get into this race, you had to spend over a half million bucks uh, to get in. But, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, we're going to have five horses out there, and only two of them are going to get derby points. And so uh, it's just the reality of the situation. I think the ironic part is Tim Yachting does train the four here in practical move. How many of these horses will Tim Yachting be training, quote unquote, in April? So that they can qualify for the Derby is the question we'll yeah, probably so find out later. That was my layperson's question of the week, which is like, what's the cool off period if I want Bob Baffert to train my horse, but I want to run in the Kentucky Derby? Yeah. So I think there are two schools of thought on this. The first is there's the grinders path to the Kentucky Derby where you're trying to pick off points. You know, we could call it even the, you know, the King Guillermo where you pick off a 50 pointer and then run second or third in a hundred point race. And uh, if you heard King Guillermo, you do need to drink. Uh, you know, it, it could be that path to the Derby or you're the 100 point path to the Derby. and You just win the Santa Anita Derby, the Arkansas Derby, um, the Florida Derby, something like that. Uh, by the way, did you see the news this week? The Jeff Ruby stakes is now a grade three, seven hundred thousand dollars. Yes, <laughs> I did see that. They're just throwing um, money at Turfway, man. No, and so, so that, that'll so, be fun. Um, it'll be interesting because that'll really, I think, spread those horses out over those uh, four or five uh, hundred point preps at that, at that time of year. So that wasn't the question that I was asking. What I'm asking is Bob Baffert is my trainer. Now what's yep. my cool off period to switch trainers. If oh, I is there qualify for the Derby? Uh, as long as your horse qualifies under someone else's name in any of those qualifying races, you're good to go. Do you think it, that he could stop being the trainer like that for a, a well, they month? did it last year. Yeah. They did it last okay. year with Tim Yakteen. Um, and it was not a success on Derby Day. Sure. I don't know that it was Tim Yakteen's fault. Um, I'm sure that he had very specific instructions from Bob Baffert about what to do for a Derby. Um, but, you know, there is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, seriously. And then there's, but there is, um, there is something about the individual trainer that you can't replicate with another person just 100%. with. Right. Because if, if that were the case, you know, all of the horses would go to the gate of five to one and we'd never be able to figure it out. So it's, um, it, you know, with, with the Baffert trainees, you know, let's look at the ownership groups here. So Fort Bragg's a star is a starlight. Carmel Rhodes is a starlight. Arabian Lion is a, is a Zidane. All of those are, are groups that expect to have a derby starter. That's yeah. just how they are. They operate. Um, yep. Starlight racing, of course, um, is a uh, partly owned uh, by a local group here in Louisville. You know, Kelly met farm owns the one uh, in this race as well. Practical move is owned by, uh, the Amistoy uh, family, you know, so I, um, but those other three horses that are with Baffert right now, I mean, I think there's an expectation that, you know, you run in the low South Futurity and you, you are one of those horses that we mentioned, right. That, that yep. eventually you turn into either a grade one winner or a super high level horse, like an AP India share belief, a best pal. And so I, I, to answer your question, Zach, I think you get to February and you start making decisions. You get to risen star time and the 50 point races start. 
And you got to make a decision on whether your horse is going to stay there or maybe move to a different barn. It'll be interesting after the results last year if people decide to stay and do the, go the Tim Yachtin route. Or if we see, I don't know, if you see a Carmel Road with a Todd Pletcher or right. a Brad Cox or a Steve Asmussen or, yep. you know, Tom Amos, one of those guys, right? Someone who's had success the first weekend in May. Um, who, who is that person going to be this year um, as Bob Baffert has to sit out one more derby before he's reinstated and allowed to run horses at Churchill Downs. We will be talking uh, late sequence at Turfway on Saturday, uh, $76,000 allowance that Prairie Bayou that I think is a, <coughs> excuse me, as good a, a field as we have this weekend. I think there's a reason that the leading rider at Turfway is on the favorite and the favorites four to one. As Luke Warm, my friends. And so uh, that, that'll be a fun one. And then um, we'll talk about the, the main claimer to close that card. As well, uh, my sequence in the sheet, Green Sheet Racing, greensheetracing.com, is the late pick three. We're going to try to punch it uh, for two bucks, play it for like a 24-ish dollar ticket, which means, you know, if you just wanted to bleep around, you could play it for six bucks. <laughs> and so right, exactly. uh, it's something you could just have five, six bucks on over the weekend and kind of watch and, 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 uh, and play that way. I do have a single in the sequence that I think uh, improves the value uh, of the ticket itself. Again, greensheetracing.com. Uh, we were going to have Matt Rivaltowski on this week uh, because I think something significant happened last month. And he wrote what I consider to be the most important article about it. Matt's been on the show before. Uh, Vegas guy, New York guy, and uh, Saratoga, Saratoga kid, and uh, on his birthday, gets whooping cough and COVID. Both. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, as a guy who's had COVID but never had whooping cough, I don't want any part of that. I don't want it digitally. I don't want it in my house. I don't want it in my town. Like, none of it. I mean, I don't and want it to is, see someone on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear a movie about it. I don't want to read an article. Like, none of it. And so, um, <laughs> I, uh, man, oh, man. No, I just, it sounded terrible. He texted me last night. He's like, I can't talk. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> trying to let me, give me time to make plans for this. It's okay. But man. I want to go we'll through get this. You in 23. Yeah, it is. <laughs> or next week. Who cares? Uh, but on November 29th on usbets.com. Matt, Matt published a, uh, an article titled uh, DraftKings to Launch Horse Racing Platform and Deal with Churchill Downs. And yeah. Zach, you, you've listened to this show for a long time. And something that Mike and I have talked about, I mean, as long as I can remember, is who is going to figure out the platform where the funds mingle interchangeably between sports betting and horse betting? Yeah, this is it. It sounds like this is at least people are setting themselves up to be able to do it. This isn't going to be exactly that, but between the deals that Churchill signed with FanDuel in September and now with DraftKings, um, Bet MGM has a deal now with Naira with the New York Racing Association. Um, you know, Caesars um, sponsored several of the graded stakes at Naira's uh, summer meet. And so people are seeing the value in, in this. And, and here's where I think this goes, Zach. Remember with that with sports bets, you're betting against the house. And so if someone sits down on a Sunday and bets, I don't know, the, the Steelers money line or the Steelers Patriots over, they got to wait three and a half, four hours for that to come back. Yep. And it's an, and it's an even money bet. You can, I can bet, bet on a horse and a minute and 30 <laughs> seconds later, 
you can know whether I got money or not. <laughs> well, and on top of it, you can bet probably 30 horse races during the one football game. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. And and remember for them, yes, the obviously the sports betting is is the bigger number overall. But the churn of sports of of horse racing during that game yep. can start to add up pretty quickly for them. So if they can find that crossover, what they want you to do is sit on your couch, you've got the game on your big screen, you got red zone or whatever it is, you're watching your fantasy team whatever it might be, you know, your fantasy team results and then on your phone, you're looking at the horse races. And I'm sure plenty of people do this already in states like Michigan and Indiana and, and other places, uh, Florida. And so I'm sure this is going on in lots of spots. But the idea yep. is to do it all on one spot so that they're getting both that ADW percentage and um, advanced deposit wagering, by the way, sorry, uh, on the horse racing side. And then they're all getting you to just lose your overbet <laughs> in the Patriots-Steelers uh, game that we referenced that – uh, does not actually exist. I just made it up. Uh, but I thought this was interesting because it's something that we have talked about for a long time. How do you not officially mingle the funds so that you don't, you know, come under the ire of regulators, but how do you do it in a way on, a, on an app where the funds yep. can go back and forth between the accounts? Yeah. If you hit a 15 to one kind of horse or you hit an exacta for, you know, that a $2 exacta that pays 80 bucks, can you turn around then and bet that, as a $55 bet to win 50 for the, on the lions or something money line, you know, that kind of thing. And so uh, that that's what I'm looking forward to. I think that it can be a net mega positive for horse racing. And I mean, yeah, mega positive going forward. If they can get, get guys during a college football Saturday, during a, an NFL Sunday yep. to be just, you know, okay, well, who's, who's running today? Great, low sal. Okay, I'm betting low sal. Who's running today? Okay, Gulfstream. Great, I'm betting Gulfstream. Who's running Aqueduct? Great, I'll do that. So I think it'd be a net positive that way, and frankly, pretty significant net positive. Uh, Zach, what are your thoughts on it? Yep. So the thing for me, <laughs> and you're gonna laugh, is these uh, companies are used to fixed odds wagering. Yep. And I am wondering. Interesting. Yep. How soon it's gonna be? Matt mentions it at the end of the article how soon it's going to be before those companies are just like, Hey, guess what? We're going to do our own fixed odd wagering on top of being an, you know, uh, the sure. paramutual. And, and then that way they are, they're bookmakers. They're not doing paramutual bets. They're you're betting against the house and, and they just, they try and get people on that string. Now the book of horse racing, as you've said multiple times when I bring this up, they're not going fixed odds. People like paramutual, like millions and millions of dollars going to paramutual. No one, you know, uh, the, the vast majority of people are not unhappy with the way paramutual betting works. But if you can bring in even 10% more people by bringing on fixed odds and letting them, like you said, during a, a chiefs chargers game, be like, right. boom, I'm going to bet three to one on this horse. Woo. Like, yeah. Right. Five, five bucks here, five bucks here. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And I mean, you it, could no, even limit. You could limit the amount that you're allowed to bet on fixed odds. Like you could do oh, something of course. Sure. to make yeah, it so sure. that you don't have, you know, Mattress Matt comes in and is like, I'll take <laughs> 10 to 1 odds on this horse three days before. And the horse is like five to four the day of. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know, so it, it'll be interesting to watch, but I do think that that will be a big litmus test for, for horse racing going forward because – 
you know, it, essentially for many years, the only sport you could bet on your phone was horse racing. And we spent 20 years yep. quibbling between the states and not figuring it out. And so yep. here we are. And so this is a chance for them to to right some wrongs in the last couple of decades. It'll be interesting to see going forward. But that is, uh, again, available at USBets, usbets.com, and our guy, Matt Rybaltowski. Happy birthday, Matt. Feel better. Uh, we'll talk to you down the line. <laughs> Ugh, what a horrible blue. It just sounds awful. Uh, but let's get on to our, uh, our our third segment here, which is uh, the handicapping out at um, – and I should probably have this in front of me so that I sound uh, reasonably intelligent uh, – from, from our friends at Green Street Racing and greenstreetracing.com. You can Go find uh, all of my uh, late sequence work out there. My lo- most likely winner of the day, the f- favorite I'm against, and um, all of those things in the sheet. And of course, you can find all of their handicappers' work as well compared to mine and to your own views of the sheet at greensheetracing.com. All right. So, um, you know, I, I'm intentionally, if anyone's wondering, hey, why isn't Louis talking about the late pick four? I would be <laughs> completely, completely transparent with you, good listener. Race five at Turfway Park on Saturday is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And I want nothing to do with it. I mean, nothing. I don't want to be near it. I don't want to bet it. I don't want a thing to do with it. I I think there are horses in here that I look at and I'm like, you're four to one. Why? You're six to one. That seems too long. You're coming out of a 10 sloppy track at Churchill going two turns. And now they're cutting you back to a sprint. Why? Like, I like, I don't get any of it. I don't get any of it. So I'm staying away from yep. that race. I'm just, I am punting. I, all I would be doing is telling you to punch like eight horses in that race um, in race five there. I, I just, if that's how you want to play the pick four and try to get some value, try to, you know, figure it out down the way, go skinnier later in the ticket. I would not blame you. I think that's a reasonable tack to take. Lighten the card on Prairie Bayou Day here at at, at Turfway. I, I'm simply <laughs> not going to join you in that effort. Instead, I'm, like I said, I'm going to punch the the pick three. I'm going to um, play a $2 ticket. Try to hit it four times. Um, and the idea there being, you know, that if it does pay 60, 70 uh, to one, that, you know, we'll get, you know, $250, $300 back on our $24 bet, something like that. Um, yep. So let's go to race. It is an allowance for non uh, uh, horses who have never won three races, three year olds and up, six and a half furlongs on that synthetic course there in Florence. Um, and $76,000 purse. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's silly what they're doing up there. Um, it, it, it's unbelievable. Um, I, I wish I went again because I'm playing the pick three and I'm going to try to play it for a couple bucks. I, I had to go skinny in a couple races. This was one of them. And I think the favorites here are favorites for a reason. Cool houses in this race, the nine trained by Paulo Lobo ridden by Gerardo, Gerardo Corrales, the, the lead rider up there. Um, and this is a horse coming off a claim that from Brad Cox who had this horse going two turns and Paulo Lobo is going to turn this horse back. Um, off the layoff uh, from June, listen to all of these numbers from Paulo. Coming off a six-month layoff, 27% winners. Route to sprint, 26% winners. First time with the trainer, 36% winners. And in allowance races, he wins at 24% of the time, 27% in sprints. Obviously, they think they have something here. What's interesting is if you look at how the horse was running over two turns, and they were running him in high-level competition at Churchill Downs. The reason that that he was so successful is because he was a front runner who got out front and stayed out front. Well, guess yep. what we're doing here? We're sprinting. So if the horse can get out front and stay out front, he's going to be just fine, even just going six and a half furlongs. I trust Gerardo Corrales, 
who's winning at 34% coming into today at Turfway Park. That is an absurd number. Uh, the two of them will top uh, my, my pick here in this race. I do think Will to run the one, who's coming out of a huge run at five furlongs at Churchill Downs. Four three-year-olds and up. Trained by Ben Colebrook. Luan Machado, another rider that I really like at Jada Turfway, comes in on this one. The two of them do hook up a, a fair amount of times. They hit it 22% together. And this horse just, I, I think a little of this is, is, is bias. I have watched this race. Just shot out of a cannon last time. And Luan Machado was aboard last time. Guess who was on this horse before that? Gerardo Corrales. Well, he can't ride two horses. And so uh, Will Run is going to be uh, in this. Gets Lasix for the third time. I, I like this horse in this spot because I think that he's going to be part of that early speed. I don't think the rail's a problem because Amicable, the horse next to him, isn't going to break very quickly. Um, and I do want to be clear. I am trying to beat the favorite here, which is the three, prime factor, five to two, with uh, with Kiranos in the in the irons. He is 0 for 29 to start the meet. Cherie DeVoe is a very fine trainer. She's very good, but she is she's not having a good meet. Um, yep. with very few horses, excuse me, right now at Turfway, uh, the two of them very, very rarely hook up. They're throwing the blinkers on this one. Um, ran at Aqueduct last time out uh, in that Belmont meet there. Did run a good second under Manny Franco on the turf. So if this horse jumps up and wins, don't be surprised. Just ran a 92-speed figure, uh, $185,000 purchase on a quality road, uh, four-year-old. Would not be so shocking. I'm just going to try to beat this horse here, and I'm going to use uh, the nine- Cool House, and the one will to run to try to beat that horse uh, in this one. The next is the Prairie Bayou. The Prairie Bayou is a listed stakes, mile and an eighth on the synthetic for three-year-olds and up. It's $125,000 in the purse. In this this race, if you if you watch horse racing, has a bunch of horses you know from turf um, stakes and listed stakes and different things. In Love, the Brazilian bred for Paulo Lobo and Gerardo Corrales is, is the one in this race. Uh, accredits in this race who just won the Sycamore, excuse me, um, Accredit just won the um, the Dueling Grounds Dirt uh, last year at Kentucky Downs. Took a fair amount of time off, came back this year, has yet to win this year, but has run third uh, twice and second once in four starts this year. Field pass, everybody drink, a uh, friend of the show, one of my favorite horses the last couple of years, um, has only won once this year in eight runs, and it was through disqualification at the Texas Turf Classic uh, at a mile and an eighth at Lone Star. Uh, Took, uh, they took a mega city down in that race uh, under Javier Castellano. But that horse has graded uh, stakes wins in its uh, in its past, including the, the Sea Biscuit handicap out of Del Mar uh, going two turns on the turf. Beatbox is in this race. This is a horse that's won three times at Turfway Park. It's the five. Uh, I expect him to be part of the equation as well. Has been at the lower level running in um, some of those races, but did win the Dust Commander in February here. Um, and that was uh, at a mile and a 16th has been off uh, since April. Um, and that, but that is for Cherie DeVoe, who we just talked about in the last race is a good angle for her. Horses come back at 26% off a layoff with her 25% when they've been uh, off first off the claim, or at least switching bars. She wins at one out of nine ish in stakes right now. Her and Declan Cannon have never uh, connected on a horse, but uh, Declan starting to ride a bit more at Turfway. Again, the horse one for one at the distance and has won three times at Turfway Park. So he might be one that you want to use. Cellist is in this race, another horse that people probably know, has won this year in the Louisville, over the mile and a half over Good Go in May at Churchill, uh, when the turf course was still a turf course. 
<laughs> and then came back and ran to that Arlington Million at Turfway, or excuse me, at Churchill, uh, nowhere to be found. And then was part of that blanket finish in the mile and a half Sycamore last time out uh, it, at Keeneland in October. Gave the horse a little bit of time off here, a couple months off. Um, and for Rusty Arnold, that's it's an okay tack for him. Percent. Um, the two of them are one for nine. Him and Chris Landeros. Landeros having a slower start to this meet than I expected at Turfway. Um, I don't know if it's the mounts or just what's going on with him, but uh, it's just not been as good for him as it has been. And another interesting horse here that's been running um, all over the place, frankly, is Hozier, the seven for Rudolph Brisset and Alex Ashar. Uh, last time Alex Ashar was on this horse, he won over two turns at Indiana um, at, at Horseshoe, um, going a mile and a 16th on that turf course. Interesting entry here, comes back on the dirt at a mile and an eighth in the River City Handicap. Listed stakes at Churchill Downs wins again. So it goes dirt, excuse me, goes turf, goes dirt, wins those back to back, and now is coming back and possibly running on the synthetic. He is entered at Oakland Park as well on December um, 17th. And so we will see if he decides to run uh, at Turfway or in, um, uh, excuse me, or in Oakland Park. Um, I also think Hear Me Song is an interesting horse here, the nine massive speed figures the last couple of times out one over sloppy go at Churchill over that one mile, one turn course uh, going uh, second place in an optional claimer to $150,000 Edgar Burrell's in the, in the irons for that one. Alex Richard was in the, uh, in the in the irons for this horse before when it won at the optional claimer level uh, before two wins, nines runs this year. I think this is the kind of horse you have to include in your exactor trifecta has won at Turfway before uh, five seconds this year and nine runs Zach. Uh, has made almost a quarter million dollars just this year as a four-year-old gelding son of uh, cross traffic. It can be nice. Can you imagine, dude? Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> Nathan Hayden uh, breeds his horse and uh, for $7,500, he's made over $350,000 in his life. That's a that's an awesome horse. So yep. um, the, the connections there, um, you know, uh, Stinson and the training and the trainer group there, not, not a guy that I think of as a stakes winning trainer. So this could be a, you know, this is an opportunity for him to jump up with a with a four year old gelding and really uh, put his name on the map uh, that way. Uh, I mean, in some of these horses, like B Doc is in this race, the ten uh, for Lascano and Mora, and and the two of them don't hook up a lot. This is a horse first off the claim coming out of Keeneland, um, dead heat for first place last time out, um, and I, I just sometimes that translates off the dirt to the synthetic. Um, He's one for 18, Leandro Mora is, uh, with his last 18 um, synthetic runners. So that's a horse I'm leaving off of my ticket. Mm-hmm. Price Talk is coming in here, man, and this feels like a Brad Cox special. Uh, Fernando De La Cruz in the irons, the two of them hitting together at 30% recently. Um, horses five for 13 lifetime on, uh, excuse me, on the turf. One for two over Sloppy Go as well. Um, uh, most recently uh, go, running second in a Belmont um, optional claimer. Back in June over Sloppy Go, did win back-to-back listed stakes over Sloppy Go at Mountaineer in the West Virginia Speaker, and then um, and then came back in the Green at uh, at Remington Park over Firm Go at a mile and an eighth. Slow fractions there, got a perfect stalking pace. It's going to be faster than that just because of ter- the uh, the nature of Turfway, you know, twenty three two, twenty three three, that kind of thing. So he's going to have to be a little bit faster that way. But we've seen him do it before in other spots ran just a head behind in an optional claimer at Indiana grand, uh, at horseshoe 
uh, three back with Fernando de la Cruz who gets them out again here. Um, and that was a considerably faster race. And so he's capable of it. We'll just see if he's able to put it together that day, man, I mentioned a bunch of horses. <laughs> and so that's how open, wide open. I think the Prairie Bayou is, I'm going to use four horses here. I'm going to try to beat the one in, in love who hasn't won this year has run five times. I, I don't think that's a, a product of him being a bad horse or, or being in, you know, in, in, you know, in the wrong spots, just in really mm-hmm. tough back-to-back grade ones to open the year um, and then heads down to Kentucky Downs. <sighs> Not everybody loves Kentucky Downs as a horse, right? Comes back at Keeneland in um, in an allowance, finishes second behind Kentucky Ghost, who's a fine horse, um, comes back next time out, loses to Hozier, who's in this race again. Corrado Corrales had the, um, had the mount there, runs third, but that was over dirt, right? So we're getting back to a, a, tur- a surface within love that might be better. You do get, you do get Gerardo Corrales, the leading rider up there uh, at Turfway. Yeah. I have him in the fourth spot though. I'm going to put the six on top here. I've got cellist on top eight to one, Chris Landeros, Rusty Arnold, hoping we get some of that form back from this horse field pass, man, two for two on synthetic. Now it was before Turfway changed the synthetic surface. He won the Jeff Ruby stakes. Yep. And, and so uh, it was on the old black surface instead of the new tan surface or whatever you want to call it. And so it's different, but he's the kind of horse wins all over the place. Nine wins, 31 starts. He's made over almost a million two in his, in his career has a hundred speed figure has run in the nineties this year. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that that turns back up for him again. Didn't like Kentucky downs when he was out there altogether. Didn't make a really, really good run in the mint million uh, finishing fourth by two lengths. Came back in that Knickerbocker at Aqueduct in that Belmont meet. Uh, over for a mile and an eighth and ran fourth by two and a half lengths or two and a quarter lengths. So it's not like he hasn't shown up. He absolutely has. My hope is, is that with, you know, with Joe Ramos, who I really like in this spot um, and Mike maker, the two of them uh, only two runs uh, recently at Turfway together, but do have a win that he's able to put that race together. I think he absolutely can win. I went to the 11, then next price talk. I mentioned him for Brad Cox coming in here out of that win at Remington park. Um, I don't think it's an accident that 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 Brad's shipping him in for this one. And I am going to include the one because if In Love wins here and I lose my ticket over In Love and Gerardo Corrales, I'll be sick to my stomach. So um, we'll include the top rider there as well. So we'll go 6-4-11 and one in the Prairie Bayou. All right. And then the final race of the day is my single of the day. We're going to try to use Gerardo in the last with Wilma Mankiller. The 10 uh, comes in, is the favorite here at 3-1, to one, dropping out of the main special weight. Uh, ranking ranks ranks excuse me at both colonial and at hawthorne horse has been um has been sprinting they try to try to stretch her out a little bit at colonial did not work and so getting back to um sprinting here joe loveberry had been in the um in the irons before we pick up gerardo here which i really really like he and larry ravelli are hitting at 35 percent at turfway here are larry ravelli's numbers in this race two months off for a horse they win at 39 percent when he moves a horse from maiden special weight to maiden claimer, they win at 36%. He hits at 28% with two-year-olds, 35% on synthetic, 31% in sprints, and 26% in maiden claimers. Give me all those. That's my single for the day. I'll just follow the numbers. I'll follow the daughter of American Pharaoh. I'll follow Gerardo Corrales. All of it. <laughs> Give me all of it. And so we'll go with that as our pick three here. Again, you can play a $2 base pick three on that sequence. For 16 bucks. That's a very, very approachable race. I said eight bucks. That's a four dollar uh, fifty cent ticket if you just want a four dollar bet up at Turfway this weekend, uh, just to have some action. Obviously, that's just an A ticket for me. 
you can add horses around that. Um, you could cut it back to a dollar base and, and add some horses and um, try to catch some prices. Again, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six. There's only seven horses in three races there. You could probably craft a pick four uh, ticket out of that if you had a stronger opinion about race five than I do because everyone has a stronger opinion about race five than I do. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, fun day out of Turfway. It, is, it has been nice watching them, you know, be able to add – you know, money to those purses and, and get the kind of horses that they're going to have, you know, in a race like the Prairie Bayou this weekend. All right, folks, we will, uh, we will have one more show before Christmas next week. And then uh, we will take, uh, the, we will take the week off after that. And then we will start um, in earnest our, our uh, year in review shows. Uh, Zach, I got my first email this week with my Eclipse Award ballot. So how about I that? saw those come in because I'm on the main account. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so, so those are like, you get to vote in Eclipse. I was like, <laughs> who are we voting for? Woo. <laughs> so we will do that. And um, we will, we will, uh, we will try to put together our very best ticket that we or very best ballot that we can uh, through, uh, through all of our Eclipse votes. Uh, I'll have a bunch of Eclipse voters on. We will have a bunch of yeah. year in review shows from people around the country so that we make sure that we hear from people about apprentice jocks, about, all the different things that we, we're going to need to vote for and um, try to have as few abstentions from votes as we can, Zach. So uh, <laughs> get that, get all of that in line. Uh, but this has been the horse racing happy hour presented by green sheet racing and green sheet racing.com. Zach, let's get out of here. Uh, let's a, get out of here. A compact 37 minute show. We'll see you next week here on the horse racing. Happy hour. Closing time.